Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Welcome, welcome. I'm Jennifer Hadley. I'm so happy to join with you today and to join with the Holy Spirit in A Course in Miracles. Yes. (laughs) So it's very early here in uh, Kauai, and I am grateful to make the Holy Spirit my personal trainer, and that's what our Our call, our conversation is about today. So let us join together in spirit and take a breath of love and gratitude as we say a blessing here, blessing ourselves and blessing everyone who listens at any point in time and space. We're grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of perfect love. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember our true identity is perfect love. It always has been, and it always will be. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited flow of love intelligence. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow our healing to be. We let it be. We bless everyone and share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we simply say, Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. All right. So (laughs) one of the things I really appreciate about A Course in Miracles is that uh, Jesus tells us all the way through, look, just Give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. That's how I say it. But basically he says, put the Holy Spirit in charge. Put put me in charge of your mind, of your choices, of your decisions. And then you don't have to wonder or worry. Everything you need will be placed in your mind for you. And you learn to trust the loving thoughts. You learn to trust and recognize the thoughts of love, because they're so distinct from the thoughts of the ego. So uh, in our daily walk, what we learn to do is to consciously choose to surrender this attachment to having things the ego's way. We, we get identified with ego. We think that the ego's way is our way, but it's not. And in my personal experience of doing this work for a number of years with A Course in Miracles, one of the most helpful things for me has been to be able to, over and over and over again throughout my day, to remind myself, I am not a body. I am free. That's one of the the main teachings of A Course in Miracles. 
And when I was preparing for this radio broadcast, uh, Spirit jumped me right to, in the workbook, the review number six, which is on page 386 in my version, and reminding us, I am not a body, I am free, for I am still as God created me. And so you'll notice that every thought of anger, every thought of protection and fear and worry and doubt comes from thinking we're a body, trying to protect the body, thinking that the body is vulnerable. Well, those thoughts will bring forth our experiences of vulnerability, of lack, of limitation. So it's really whenever we're feeling upset, afraid, worried, concerned, that we can consciously choose by saying, wait a minute, I'm not vulnerable because I am not a body. I am free. I am as God created me. That's the truth of me. So this is why I really love the I am statements. I am free. I am as God created me. So when you notice that there's wanting, there's craving, there's aversion, all these different kinds of attachment, which creates suffering, attachments in the mind, always create suffering in the mind and the emotional body. If the suffering in the mind, the issues in the mind don't get healed at the level of the mind. They travel into the emotional body and the physical body. So that's why Course in Miracles students, we focus on all healing is at the level of the mind. And that's where we're going to do our healing. So in uh, Chapter 1, The Principles of Miracles, Paragraph 5, it's Jesus says here, Revelations are indirectly inspired by me because I am close to the Holy Spirit and alert to the revelation readiness of my brothers. Well, thank you, Jesus. I can thus bring down to them more than they can draw down to themselves. So Jesus can draw down to us more than we can draw down to ourselves. The Holy Spirit mediates higher to lower communication, keeping the direct channel from God to you open for revelation. Revelation is not reciprocal. It proceeds from God to you, but not from you to God. So revelation is a revelation of the truth. The truth sets us free because it reminds us who we are. The truth is that we're already free. We're already perfect. I am as God created me. I am not a body. I am free for I am still as God created me. So our true identity in God cannot be hurt, broken, damaged, in any way. And so many spiritual students will say, well, I know that. I know I'm eternal. I know in God I'm perfect, and this is not my true reality. So they get that. They've they've read that. They've studied that. It makes sense to them. But in our day-to-day experience, if we're feeling afraid and worried and concerned 
and jealous and ashamed and hurt and sad and angry, we've forgotten our true identity. But that's what this human experience is about. It's about remembering our true identity. So, in a very real sense, if we're feeling all of that negative emotion, it's not that we've done something wrong or that we're bad. It's that we are examining these thoughts of lack, limitation, judgment, attack, Home, the thoughts of lack and attack. We're examining them, projecting the light of our awareness into them in order to experience them. And many times, those of us who are studying A Course in Miracles, we're just tired of it. We're tired of experiencing anger and resentment and jealousy and fear and doubt and worry and hurt, and blame, and shame, and all of these things. We're just plain tired of it. And we don't want to do it anymore. So the fastest way that I know of, that I have learned, (laughs) through trial and error, is to put the Holy Spirit in charge, and to really rely upon Jesus as the elder brother as he has asked us to think of him. So what he's saying here is, and what he says in A Course in Miracles is, essentially there's the lower self that's identified with the ego, the separate self. There is no separation. There's only the illusion of separation. So the ego is that mechanism that allows us to experience separation, or the illusion of separation, I should say. So, the Holy Spirit reminds us who we truly are. Jesus reminds us who we truly are. And the Holy Spirit Spirit mediates higher to lower communication. So if we'd like to start to have more revelations of truth, that literally open up the mind and wipe clean the thoughts of lack and limitation, then partnering up with, I say, the higher Holy Spirit self to remind myself that the Holy Spirit's really not separate from me because there is no separation. Now, for me, for a long time, I had this belief that if I put the Holy Spirit in charge, what would happen was I would have to sacrifice I'd have to give up things that were valuable to me. I thought, gosh, if I give my whole life to God, if I put the Holy Spirit totally in charge of my life, I'm going to have to give up all kinds of things. Because there are things that I just, I really kind of need and want that I don't want to give up. Things like, well, I don't want to give up being able to self-medicate if I feel freaked out. I want to be able to eat a bag of chips or have a big bowl of ice cream or eat too much and or have a half a bottle of wine or if I feel like going crazy and nuts. I mean, not that I've ever done this or have ever <laughs> attempted to do it, 
But what if I suddenly thought I need to go smoke crack or do heroin or, you know, just any kind of crazy thing? I need to be able to have the ability to do that, the freedom to do that. I need that freedom. But if I give my whole life to God, I'm not going to be able to do those things. What if I just feel threatened and upset and I'm going to be rude to a stranger or a telemarketer or any of those things? Well, I I have to be able to reserve the right to take offense. If my brother does something, my father does something, my sweetheart does something, I need to be able to have the space in my mind, in my life, to freak out if that's what I feel like doing. So I I can't really give my whole life to God. I can't really give my whole mind to the Holy Spirit because what about me? What about my needs? I can't just be good all the time. That's really how I used to feel. (laughs) And uh, it's totally understandable. You know, because I was identified with the ego, still working on that ego identification, for sure. Not there 100% yet, working on it, going for it. And so it, it took me years. It took me years, and I, I go into more detail about this in, in my classes. Uh, and if, if you're interested, actually, right now, I have a class Tomorrow, in fact, it's a free class called Seven Simple Steps to Interrupt the Patterns of Fear. I wasn't planning to do it again anytime soon, but um, a lot of people are freaking out right now. There's a lot of uh, intensity. The energy is very intense right now for people. It's like we're being shaken. (laughs) We're being shaken loose of our stuff. And, uh, in fact, I just wrote a three-part blog series about it, which I, uh, I just, uh, I was really loving writing it. So I'd like to share that with you. If you go to jenniferhadley.com, it's free, of course, uh, on the blog, the daily blog, part one was August 1st. So August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, this past few days. I wrote this three-part blog series, and in there you can also get the link to sign up for the free class, which is tomorrow, Wednesday, August 5th, Seven Simple Steps to Interrupt the Patterns of Fear. I'm going to do some live coaching on this call, and that's what uh, inspired me to do it again so quickly at this time because it feels like people could really use some of that live coaching and by the way if you would like to have spiritual counseling with me i am a a spiritual counselor i've been doing that for years but i have my sacred circle and that's uh once a week i do a call uh four times a month once a week usually i do a call i take any question and i do counseling for people it's kind of a group counseling and it's been great. I've do, been doing it for years. That's a really low-cost option to get some spiritual counseling. Anyway, I'm going to be doing some counseling coaching in this uh, Seven Simple Steps to Interrupt the Patterns of Fear free class on Wednesday, August 5th. So you can sign up for that now. So um, what I 
was seeing in my life was that I wanted to cling to the ego. I didn't want to let it go. And I didn't want to let it go because I thought it was me. I thought, I can't be that good. I can't be that perfect. And it took me a while of really working with it. But what I realized was, as I started to be more and more loving, as I really made an effort to forgive, 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 and to give up the judgments and opinions, which is what true forgiveness is, the more I really purified my mind, the more I realized this is how I want to be all the time. I don't wish to be rude to anyone. I don't wish to take offense. And I don't wish to overeat or overindulge or hurt myself with self-medication. And I'm only interested in loving, kind, patient, generous relationships, healthy, happy relationships. I'm just not interested in that negativity at all anymore. And so I really said to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to my higher self, don't let me hold anything back. I truly would like to give it all to God. And so I realized that the reason why I was holding back any part of my life from giving it over to the Holy Spirit to be my personal trainer. The only reason I was holding back was because I honestly believed I couldn't be that good and I didn't want to fail. And part of what the healing was was recognizing that You know what? I don't have to judge having a half a bottle of wine. I don't have to judge people who want to smoke crack or do heroin. I I don't have to judge people who do things that I think are unspiritual. I don't have to think things are unspiritual anymore. I don't have to judge anymore. I don't have to judge myself, and I don't have to judge other people. And that's where I really would like the Holy Spirit to help me, to release all thoughts of judgment forever. And I am truly interested in being close to the Holy Spirit like Jesus is, so that I can be revelation ready. So in chapter 1, Principles of Miracles, paragraph 5, Jesus is saying here, Revelations are indirectly inspired by me because I am close to the Holy Spirit and alert to the revelation readiness of my brothers, and that's us. He says, I can thus bring down to them more than they can draw down to themselves. The Holy Spirit mediates higher to lower communication, keeping the direct channel from God to you open for revelation. Now, why is revelation so important? Well, you know what? Most people in this world are laboring in vain. 
if you're trying to make things happen, if you're trying to make money, if you're trying to fix your relationship, if you're trying to fix your body, all of that is because of the belief in separation. It's not just that the problems are a representation of a belief in separation. It's that all the healing is the release of the belief in separation. So, for instance, we're meant to live. We're designed to live in a way that all of our needs are met in God so that our mind is constantly focused on expressing, revealing, experiencing, and sharing the spiritual qualities of God, peace, harmony, joy, prosperity, creativity, wisdom, clarity, purity, wholeness, and more. All these spiritual qualities of God are our true essence and nature. And we are designed to express them in any way that we so desire in any moment, bringing more and more expressions of beauty, truth, perfection, wisdom, clarity, etc., all the time. That's meant to be our entire life. That we need do nothing. We can just experience the miraculous life of beauty, truth, perfection, wholeness that we're born to live. But what we've done through this ego identification and body identification is we've moved into this experience of drawing a veil in our mind, thinking of ourselves as separate, separate from wisdom, separate from prosperity, separate from creativity and beauty and clarity and the all good of God. And in our karmic experience, we've dug ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper into the karma so that the karma became so painful, we closed our hearts. And now it's the time of our heart opening. And it's the time of our remembering the truth that sets us free. It's time to put the Holy Spirit in charge of our life. So all that's required is for us to do simply that and to keep our mind focused in this way. And A Course in Miracles gives us clear instruction on how to do that. And it's a moment-by-moment thing. This is what the workbook is all about. It's about recognizing that we are light beings. We are light, and that's what we are. And here's the thing about light. Light is always pure light. You can't take light and mix it with anything. Right? Who can take sunlight and mix it with anything? Who can take any kind of light and mix it with anything? Now what you can do is you can shine a light through a filter. And so then the light appears to look different, to look impure, we could say. 
So you can take pure sunlight and you can shine it through any kind of filter. And it will appear differently. However, in truth, in its essence, that light is unsullied and pure. There's no way to make it impure. You can't, nothing adheres to light. And that's what we are. Now, uh, lesson 68, my favorite lesson, love holds no grievances. Lesson 69, my grievances hide the world Hide the light of the world in me. So grievances are like clouds that prevent me and others from seeing the light that I am, the perfection that I am. Other people's grievances hide the light of the world in them. So you think of someone that it's hard to see their perfection and their wholeness, That's because they have grievances that they're holding on to that block your ability to see their beauty, their perfection, their wholeness. And as long as you agree with their grievances or hold your own grievances, you're not going to be able to see them clearly. And so what the Holy Spirit, what our elder brother Jesus do is they stand at the ready all the time to help us see with a miracle mind and to restore our mind to miracle-mindedness. This is what I was talking about in recent episodes of the broadcast. So it's about completely giving up this identification with the ego. And for almost everyone, this is uh, a major effort. And it requires constant attention and discipline and focus. And most of us do not have that already. These are not skills we already have. And so we are... Focusing ourselves by focusing on the Holy Spirit, by allowing Jesus and the Holy Spirit to do what they would love to do and what they can do. This is their gift to us. This is our divine opportunity to accept Jesus and the Holy Spirit as our personal trainers working with us moment by moment, every day, even in our dream time. They are totally available 24-7, and the price is right. Yes, it is. So if you really look at this, you can see that if you would like to experience the purity and the freedom, the prosperity and the wholeness, the joy and the creativity the wisdom and the beauty of every single moment. Make the most of your personal trainer. Everything is available. It's really a question of, are you choosing it? So many people say that they would like prosperity, 
and wholeness and freedom and all the good of God, but they're not willing to take the steps to truly get it. Instead, they run all over town sending emails and making phone calls and laboring in vain. We don't need to do that anymore. We can make the Holy Spirit our personal trainer. How cool is that? <sighs> I'm Jennifer Hadley. It's time for me to take a break. There's a lot of free stuff at jenniferhadley.com. And remember the seven simple steps to interrupt the patterns of fear tomorrow. My three-part blog series about how to really work with the energy in this time. All these things available at jenniferhadley.com. Please go take advantage of it, and I'm taking a break. I'll be right back. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the laugh, we're walking the talk with the Holy Spirit, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, 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 welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about making the Holy Spirit our personal trainer. Sounds like a good move to me, and the price is right. You can have everything that you'd like. If what you truly like is spiritual liberation, awakening, wholeness, freedom, joy, beauty, truth, all the good stuff. Yeah. So it's really, (laughs) I know it seems... Maybe too simple or maybe crazy, but what I'm saying to you is it's it's about starting to be willing to look at, are you trying to work your will in this world? Is that more important to you than feeling free? Because the only way I know of to find freedom is to line up with the Holy Spirit. And right now is a time of intensity. Everyone I know is feeling this intensity one way, shape, or form. And it is, we just can't keep playing small. We just can't keep doing it. It's time for us to stop playing small. It's time for us to live the life we were born to live. We can no longer continue to mess around with the excuses, right? Don't you feel pushed Yeah, that's your higher Holy Spirit self pushing you. It's time. And one of the things is, is pretty much everyone who's going to be listening to this show, you're a light worker. Whatever your profession, you're still a light worker. As As a parent, as a grandparent, some way you're a light worker in your workplace, in your family, in your community. And you know it. You know you're here to bring the light and to live the love. Mm, it's raining outside. And so this, this is the divine opportunity that you have. And until you live that high divine opportunity, there's nothing you can do that will make you happy. 
until you really decide to live that love. Close the window here, Jeff. It's raining. And it's windy. <laughs> That's Hawaii for you. Um, get those trade winds and whatnot. There's just no other way to be happy. See, for the longest time I thought, well, I'm going to give 70% of my life to God. That should make God happy. You know, and I was really thinking about like, oh, I'm trying to make God happy. I'm trying to, to keep God satisfied. How crazy is that? <laughs> like, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot of people say is, they just want to know what does God want? What does God want from them? What does God want for them? Well, what I've come to see, God doesn't want anything. Because in God there is no lack. So what is there for God to want if there is no lack? God is the fullness of love. There is no lack. So why would God want anything at all? God doesn't need or want anything. But God has a divine impetus to express. And sometimes that feels like needing and wanting from our human experience. We want to express ourselves. We want to express creativity, etc., etc. But you see, when we're in the wanting and needing, we're in the lack. We're not in the expression. We're in the, the lack of it. So what I realized is that God is asking me to remember the fullness of love is already mine. Seek first the kingdom, which is within and all else will be added unto you. So it's when you realize the fullness of God has already been given to you, then the restoration happens in your mind. But as long as you're looking outside yourself, for anything, as long as you're thinking you don't have it, you can't find it. Because the fullness of God has already been given. This is what A Course in Miracles tells us. Ask and it is given because it already has been given. So let us remember that. Now, in the review I was talking about before, in the workbook, which comes after right after Lesson 200. It's my page 386 and 387. What it says in here is that we're working with, I am not a body, I am free, for I am still as God created me. And Jesus says, the day begins and ends with this. And we repeat it every time the hour strikes. Or we remember in between. We have a function that transcends the world we see. What is our function? To remember our true identity. To forgive. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the release of the judgments and the opinions that we use to hold separation in our mind. So he says here, beyond this, the remembering, and a repetition of the special thought we practice for the day, 
No form of exercise is urged except a deep relinquishment of everything that clutters up the mind and makes it deaf to reason, sanity, and simple truth. So how do we do that? Permit no idle thought to go unchallenged. Permit no idle thought to go unchallenged. Now remember earlier, Jesus tells us in the text, there are no idle thoughts. All thought produces form at some level. So idle thoughts are, (laughs) there are no idle thoughts. And then he says, permit no idle thoughts. So idle thoughts are the thoughts that we think, not with God, but with the ego. Permit no idle thought to go unchallenged. Well, right there, doesn't that seem like a tall order? So what's an idle thought? An idle thought is, my neighbor should do it differently. An idle thought is, there's something wrong with my son. An idle thought is, my boss is a jerk. An idle thought is, I'm never going to have enough money. An idle thought is, I'm sick. These are all idle thoughts. So permit no idle thought to go unchallenged. If you notice one, deny its hold and hasten to assure your mind that this is not what it would have. Now, that can seem way too hard. Way too hard. I remember (laughs) a friend of mine, her daughter and her friend, I think they might have been 10, 11 years old, they went to a workshop with Edwin Gaines. Okay, she's a unity minister, does a a beautiful teaching on abundance and prosperity. And what she was teaching is to train your mind to have no complaints and to do, I think it's 28 days or something like that, without complaints in order to heal your mind. Well, this would be much easier if you put the Holy Spirit in charge of it. So, Because what you want to do is recognize when you are complaining, because that's one of the things that happens is we don't allow ourselves to recognize when we've moved into the idle thinking, the complaining, the thoughts of lack and attack. And we just accept them, forgetting that they are producing our experience. They are producing an effect, that the law of cause and effect has no days off. It doesn't take an hour off. The presence of God never says, if we're thinking, oh my God, I'm so sick, I'm never going to get well, oh my God, this is horrible, I'm at such a loss, this is terrible, my life is ruined now. God and the angels don't say, oh wait a minute, Law of cause and effect. Do not bring those thoughts into manifestation. She doesn't really mean those thoughts. She doesn't want to experience her life being ruined. No, 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 no. Don't don't act upon those thoughts. Law of cause and effect. Skip those thoughts. If we think, oh, God, I just hate him. God, what an idiot. What a moron. Of course, anything we think like that 
about someone else, we're also thinking about ourselves because there's only one. We can't hurl insults at people in our mind and not experience the fullness of them in our mind because there's one mind. We share that mind. This is why we seek not to change the world but to change our mind about the world. We seek not to change our spouse, but to change our mind about our spouse. We seek not to change our children, but to change our mind about our children. We seek not to change our body, but to change our mind about our body. You see? We seek not to change our life, but to change our mind about our life. And that can seem like an impossible task. Therefore, let's give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. And then what's required of us is to be vigilant, to be disciplined. And I understand that for many of us, the very idea of being vigilant and disciplined seems impossible. Right? Who among us keeps our promises all the time, especially to ourselves. I don't know about you, but I've had plenty of times when I've said things like, I'm not going to have any of those cookies. And then next thing I know, I had three of them. Well, I'm, I'm going to eat um, no sugar today. And the next thing you know, you've had a bowl of ice cream with sugar in it. Oh, I'll start tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym today. Oh, I'll go tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. Well, I'll go tomorrow. (laughs) You see, so we, most of us, are not disciplined in our mind. And you know where we are incredibly disciplined for? Complaining. Criticizing, judging, attacking, belief in lack. And this is why we're so afraid a lot of the time. And this is why we feel so inept a lot of the time. This is why we feel so incapable a lot of the time. However, none of that stuff is true. We are perfectly capable. We are not inept. You know why? It's the ego. That's not capable. It's the ego that's inept. The ego doesn't understand divine discipline, spiritual truth, the power of aligning with the Holy Spirit. Ego has no idea about any of those things and would absolutely devote itself in every single sense of the word to interrupting all your attempts to be vigilant, to be devoted. To be committed to love. Therefore, you put the Holy Spirit in charge. Because you know what? The ego got nothing on the Holy Spirit. If you put the ego and the Holy Spirit into a contest or a competition, the Holy Spirit's going to win every time. So it's just a question of who do you put in charge? Really? So... Permit no idle thought to go unchallenged. If you notice one, deny its hold and hasten to assure your mind that this is not what it would have. 
Then gently let the thought which you denied be given up. Sure, ensure, and quick exchange for the idea we practice today. When you're tempted, hasten to proclaim your freedom from temptation as you say, This thought I do not want, I choose instead. Fill in the blank. So for me, I realized this even before I found A Course in Miracles. I'm sure that's why I found A Course in Miracles, because I realized it's about me saying, I do not want this thought anymore. I am not interested in this suffering anymore. I am not interested in this pain anymore. I am not interested in these patterns of lack and attack anymore. I am interested in the freedom, in the joy, in the peace, in the harmony, in the wisdom, in the clarity. Yes. When we're miracle-minded, then our mind is available to the Holy Spirit. It's in service to the Holy Spirit. And then we can live a miraculous life. It does take great willingness. Not just a little, but a great willingness to do this. But listen, all day long we have thoughts that we can readily identify are not helpful to us. So, if we begin our day with calling upon the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit, you decide for me. You decide for me what thoughts to think, where to place my energy, to bring the greatest benefit. You you show me the highest and best choices. You decide for me. I'm giving you free reign in my mind. What you're going to discover is more and more joy, more and more peace, more and more prosperity, more and more wholeness. But you'll, what you'll notice along the way is the temptation to think the idle thoughts. Along the way, the thought's going to come up, I'm not good enough, something's wrong with me, I'm never going to get ahead. And the Holy Spirit is going to remind you, give that thought to me for healing. And you're going to have the opportunity to notice, what would you rather have, the healing or the thought, the healing or the illness. So if you were going to a gym and you were hiring a personal trainer to get you in shape, there would be times when it would be really uncomfortable, really painful. There would be times when you would be sore and not feel good, maybe disoriented, unsure, but you go to the gym anyway. And the trainer's going to say, all right, let's work out. And you're going to say, but I'm tired today. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I'm still sore from the workout yesterday. And the trainer's like, yeah, and we're going to have a workout today that's going to perfectly align with your needs for today, if you trust me. And you're going to notice, do you feel like, Resisting? Do you feel reluctant? Do you feel you need to get away from that? Is it upsetting to you? What's really going on there? 
Do you wish the Holy Spirit to be your trainer, or do you wish the ego to remain in charge? And the good thing is, we get to choose again and again and again and again. So no matter how many times we choose the ego to be our personal trainer, we can stop at any moment. We can choose again in any moment. So what what is saying here is permit no idle thought to go unchallenged. If you notice one, deny its hold and hasten to assure your mind that this is not what you would have. And this technique is what has helped me so much. So I just started saying, I'm not interested in this thought. Holy Spirit, please take it out of my mind forever so I never think it again. I'm interested in love and life because that's my true identity. I'm interested in prosperity and peace and harmony and wisdom and clarity and joy, wholeness, fun. That's what I'm interested in. It says here a little bit later at the end of this passage in uh, the review six on page 387 Jesus is saying I place you in the Holy Spirit's charge and let the Holy Spirit teach you what to do and say and think each time you turn to him He will not fail to be available to you each time you call to him to help you. Let us offer him the whole review we now begin. And let us also not forget to whom it has been given. Yes, it is a loving gift of freedom that we give to the world in practicing this and allowing the Holy Spirit to be our personal trainer. So I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart. And with your whole heart, take a deep breath and simply say, Holy Spirit, you decide for me. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful to allow my healing right here and now. Thank you, God, for my healing. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Join me next week for my 200th episode. Woohoo! 200 episodes. I can't believe it. And uh, don't forget my seven simple steps for interrupting the patterns of fear tomorrow. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for joining me.